0: Let's get dangerous. Beneath this masterful, shadowy disguise lurks a mind so cunning. Perfidious perpetrators are petrified with panic. I am the thing that goes in the night. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to episode 113 of Under the Call of MS. Today, we're going to talk about. Darkwing Duck, comics from Disney. i picked up, well, I have a limited series. It's supposed to be a run of four. I have the first three. I don't know where my fourth one is. I know I have all four of them. So I got to find that one, but I didn't. In order to talk about it, these first three will just do perfectly. He basically got Darkwing Duck on a. Out and about, comes across some thugs, takes care of them, has his wonderful mischief, his little accidental problems that help him catch the bad guys. And he just keeps trying to trying to get himself some fame for what he does. And he's got his a pretty cool secret lair inside of what i guess you would say is like the brooklyn bridge uh but yet it's kind of a weird place to put your hidden lair, lair because it would be easy to find but typical fun dark wing duck you get to see all his little contraptions and all the little things he does parts of his house that he always has conflict with and issues with and problems with, but he's uh, catching a criminal and wants to go after a bigger, better baddie and get his recognition for doing it. And just by luck, it happens that uh, he comes across this big bull character, which is like a Mafia head guy style character and Darkwing comes across them trying to steal some stuff from a train and he tries to stop him, and some things happen and he gets pictured after he catches some of the bad guys but then uh, the other bad guys get away with the goods and he chases after them and he also gets pictured doing that and so of course the newspaper swings things around to make him look like the bad guy that robbed the train so the cops are after him and the bad guys are after him and he keeps chasing after clueless to the cops being chasing after him and he happens upon well he kind of falls from the sky Into the lap of Launchpad. If you know anything from the. uh, Oh, God. Brain went blank. Uh, The Disney Duck runs and stuff like that. Launchpad McDuck uh, is part of the whole game. And he has his run in with. Darkwing Duck, and he wants to be Darkwing's little sidekick. So you gotta see what what ensues from there, and what he comes up with. And the little, the little girl duck. Again, I gotta start writing this stuff down because the names just keep disappearing out of my head. Which I should know these. I've watched them when I was a kid. I've Seen these comics, cartoons for many, many, many years and lose it all when you're trying to find it. But yeah, it's the little girl dog, the bad guy, the big bull bad guy is after her and wants to kidnap her because he he, uh, stole her grandfather's weapon and she doesn't know it but she has the code in her memory and he wants to catch her to get the the code and in order to do so they have to deal with darkwing duck who's trying to stop him and uh while she's dreaming there goes the bed, she says her little nighttime thing that her grandpa used to sing to her and Goslin Goslin Waddlemeyer, that's her her name. Uh, but she recites this little poem that her grandfather taught her, and of course that's the code that they're looking for. So it's It's a fun story watching them. Goslin wants to stay with Darkwing. She gets taken to his secret lair, gets to find out his secret identity and all that stuff. And bad guys just keep hunting for her. He has to protect her, and Launchpad helps out along the way. So, yeah, check those out. They're fun. Like Darkwing Duck. Uh, I'll read anything that comes across. My laugh of his. And then I checked out Eternal Thirst of Dracula, Book 3. Uh, it's a two parter. There's two comics. And previously in Eternal Thirst of Dracula, The Philippines, 1975. Exemplar Pictures International stars Van Houser, Candy Brick, and Rami Verzosa are filming the latest installment in the Minds of Death horror film franchise. When Van made a nighttime trip to a secluded island to meet a potential investor, he instead found a man claiming to be Count Dracula along with his bloodthirsty brides and several rampaging winged vampire gorillas. Firmly believing that vampires aren't real, Van assumed that the whole thing was some elaborate hoax, but was shocked to learn that everything was all too real when a hideous vampire monster attacked the island. Dracula informed Van that he needs his help to defeat the vampire creatures who seek to rule the world. But why has Dracula chosen him? Because Van is the last surviving member of the Van Helsing family. Van managed to escape the island, but the nightmare was far from over. Following night, Van confided his story to an incredulous Candy and Rami. However, their meeting was interrupted by one of Dracula's brides and a trio of vampire monsters. The bride protected the humans and slew the creatures, but with Rami as her prisoner, she told Van that his friend will be safe as long as the actor delivers the journal of Abraham Van Helsing to Dracula's island's fortress. It is only through the book that the defeat of the vampire monsters might be possible. Van and Candy return to the island of Dracula to rescue Rami, but it is at the worst possible time, as an army of vampire monsters has invaded the sanctuary. Intent on the destruction of the King of the Vampires, surprisingly, the invaders warn Van Van to leave, and Rami has his own interesting interaction. A conversation with one of Dracula's brides, whose one wish is to die. Dracula would allow it. With each passing moment, Dracula's motivations are becoming increasingly suspect. This is beautifully drawn. I did not expect the story to be as well-drawn and written and enjoyable as it was. I, uh, right away when you start out, you see this giant gorilla with wings and fangs and it's like, what's up here? What's going on? I expected from the covers, because I have the book, book one. I'm not sure. I was thinking that was like a four-issue run, but I could be wrong. But I have the book one run and never read it. it Because, of course, my wife's a vampire lover, so I bought her tons of vampire shit throughout the years, but I never had no care for it because I was a zombie. I was in a werewolf first, and then I transferred over to zombies. And now I'm getting slowly sucked in. (laughs) Sucked into the vampire mythos. But uh, it was fun to see that this story was not all I, what, as what I expected. I see in these covers, you instantly think early horror comics, uh, the earlier versions of Dracula, Nosferatu, all that stuff, the uh, monsters universal monster style stories. This is more up-to-date, entertaining, uh, more to today's terms, style writing, and it just, it was a lot of fun. Uh, You see these characters trying to figure this out. They run across these ugly-looking vampires that are all trying to kill Dracula. Dracula says it's a bad plague that's out there. Basically, anybody that Dracula turns are by his omission are not supposed to turn anybody else, but if they turn, if any of the people he turns, turns anybody else, they turn into these ugly looking vampires and they can't transform into the normal human forms and stuff like that. So it's one of the people that he turned ended up creating all these creatures and they're trying to take down dracula i don't want to give away any more of it because it is only two two issues and the little uh, synopsis that i started out with gives you a lot of what's going on even in these books not just in the last runs but if you're into vampires you want something fun it's still sticking with your standard Bram Stoker's Van Helsing style storylines, but <clears throat> it adds on some extra fun. I like these giant vampire gorillas. <laughs> it's like I'm not a huge fan of the monkey ape, uh, planet of the ape style stuff, but these vampire gorillas, I like them. I want to see more. I want to see a whole army of vampire gorillas. And these things are wicked. eh? Big old wings, giant bodies, their strength is already unimaginable to to us. Then you give them vampiric strength on top of that. So, yeah, that could be one wicked-ass army at your control. So, read it, check it out, see what Dracula does to try and get the book and see whether or not they give him the book, and this Van Helsing member of the Van Helsing family that is the actor, he's just, this is book three, but it's like he's almost still new to the whole vampire thing, and learning as he goes, so he up to book three of this, he still has yet to even read the van helsing book to find out about his family's heritage and stuff so this is an interesting story and i definitely want to read the book two set and the book one set which i hope i can come across here pretty soon the first one i'll have to order the second one but yeah check those out variety of fun comics from family friendly to scary spooky You get a little bit of everything. Hey, for MS talk, I often talk about what you should do by making a list for your doctor so you can ask questions and all that stuff. Well, here's a couple, a few different charts that you can make up for yourself to make those things easy. Make yourself a daily symptom tracker. Have a date thing on top from when to when and then you can set it up weekly monthly however you want to do it and then just lay out sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday make your little columns and for each one of those days have a rating system have like fatigue rate your energy level from zero of no energy need a nap to five, plenty of energy. Uh, you have one that's the trouble with daily activities. What activities were difficult, as is getting dressed, grooming yourself, cooking, driving, etc., walking, waking, anything like that? Write down what trouble you're having with daily, different types of activities throughout the day. Have one line at, gives a rating for walking, rate the ease of which you walk. From zero, you need a cane or other aid. To five, move. With, you can move relatively well. Uh, do a line that rates your cognition, rate your mental abilities from zero, forgetful, lose track of thoughts. To five, think clearly, remember things. Uh, have a line rating your sleeping patterns. Rate your sleep habits from zero, you sleep poorly. Five, you sleep well. And emotional concerns. Rate your mood from zero, depressed, irritable, stressed, or anxious. to Five, which is you're fine, you're stable, you're upbeat and you can put anything in there that you have to deal with different pains different problems that you have in your daily lives sometimes all the time once in a great while whatever but you can write those things down keep track them, do a little daily diary and it'll help you when you go to your doctor's visit you can say hey this is how i felt here here and here this is what i was dealing with it's a good thing to do because we forget things constantly and then you can do like a six month symptom tractor. Uh, you can have a variety of things to categorize, to uh, rate. And your rating system can be like, sometimes this happens, often this happens, or almost always this happens. And then you can, the things that you can put in those lines to rate would be, I feel pain. I feel numbness or tingling. I feel dizzy or lightheaded. I have trouble balancing. Walking is difficult. I have weakness. I have tremors. Each one of these would be a different line for you to rate every six months to see how you're doing or whatever, or three months or one month, however you want to do it. I experience spasticity. I experience stiffness. I experience sudden itching. I get headaches or migraines. I have trouble doing things with my hands. I forget things. I can't easily take care of myself. I avoid activities I'd like to do. I feel tired or fatigued. Mass affects my well-being. I have vision problems. I have trouble hearing. I have bladder problems and have trouble making it to the toilet. I have either loose stools or constipation. I have difficulty talking, I have trouble breathing, I have trouble swallowing, I have trouble doing my job, I have difficulty with my relationships with loved ones and friends, then other, anything else you can think of, put it in there, rate it. on. quarterly a monthly bi-yearly whatever you want to do and then make yourself a list of what you want to ask and tell your ms care team any of your doctors or whatever ask these important questions at your next appointment if you have some questions of your own write them down too everything helps but some questions you could put down there would be How can I get relief from my MS symptoms? How should I do if I experience an MS, or what should I do if I experience uh, an MS relapse? Do I have a separate treatment plan for my MS relapses? What side effects of treatment can I expect? How can I manage them? How will you know if my treatment is working? How can I safely continue to take my other medications while on this treatment? Is there additional therapy that can help me? And check to see if it's covered by your insurance and stuff like that, which helps. What can I do on my own to prevent MS relapses? Where can I get information about MS? Where can I find an MS support group? And then, your own questions, a variety of whatever you can think of, just add on to them, and then, what your health care team health teams needs to know. you can help your health care provider give you the best possible care by supplying some important information, so fill out these things and let them know overall i overall I feel and then. Mark happy with my MS management. My MS symptoms seldom interfere with my life. Or satisfied with my MS management. My MS symptoms only occasionally appear with, with my life. Or frustrated with my MS management. My MS symptoms often interfere with my life. Or in despair over my MS management, my MS symptoms nearly always interfere with my life. And how you feel by those four things or make up your own and then you can put down like since my last medical exam my ms symptoms have included blah 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 whatever you had to deal with and then prescription medications, medications you're taking you can keep a list that you can take the with you to all your visits in case they have to ask I And mean, i use my ms manager and stuff like that in my different sites for my my chart is awesome if your hospital uses it some do some don't ask questions through there and contact your doctors without having to call them which is nice set up appointments all that stuff you can also keep a list of any over-the-counter medications and supplements that you're taking that's good for them to know know in case something conflicts with any medications you're taking so do that check that out uh we've got a couple of questions quick people might bring up like how do i handle the mental and emotional aspects of my disease i was told i was obese and that's why ms hit me i was never tested for it and for ms and it was never considered I just keep getting told that doctors keep giving me other things, heart, fat, whatever. They don't look into stuff like that when you tell them to, unless they come up with it. That You're very concerned about being less able because of your MS. How can I serve people if I can't even serve myself? It took months to admit to my doctor that they were... That I was depressed and had to begin medications for depression. I don't need to go to therapy. I'm not that sick. Therapy changed my life. And these are all things that can go through your head. But people who aren't used to self-reflection, take note of the natural resources in your life, your family, your friends, your neighbors, your pets. beautiful garden, a house plant, a great song or painting, a book that really speaks to you. Yoga and Pilates are good self-reflective options. They get your mind uh, away from other things. Journaling, including writing down your symptoms throughout the day, helps. It creates a grounding experience and helps you feel more empowered and gives you a little bit of predictability. How can I live well with MS and manage the disease so it doesn't become my sole identity? Fear, anger, frustration, denial, afraid. MS would keep me from accomplishing things in life. Except the fact that there is not a cure for what I have is hard. MS specialists help take ownership of diagnosis and be an active participant in your treatments. Listen to your body, manage your energy levels, be grateful for the little things, keep moving and celebrate the little victories you have. MS is an unwanted partner you need to figure out how to live with. So give yourself a year to know your MS and what it means in your life and see where it goes from there, see how it it affects you, how it's... Bringing you down, damaging things, or <clears throat> maybe even making things better at some point or time. All right, let's jump back in time to 1985. Let's look at what things were like for us back then. The median yearly income of all families was $27,735. Minimum wage per hour was $3.35. Can you live off that? (laughs) College tuition was around $5,504. Nowadays, it's like $5,000 a week to go to college. Median cost of a new home was $84,300. Actually, that thing is pretty high for back then. Back in the 80s, I could get a nice two-story house, three to Four bedrooms for about forty thousand. Don't know where what state they're running these numbers from. But postage stamp was twenty two cents. A gallon of gas averaged around a buck twenty. Ounce of gold was around three hundred seventeen dollars. Pound of bacon dollar eighty nine. If you wanted to see a movie. Cost you three fifty five dollars in the theater. Yeah. Pulp cult, pop, pulp. <laughs> pop culture in 1985. We had one of the. Greatest things happen. In society ever. <laughs> the first Nintendo system. Is released in the United States. Called the Nintendo Entertainment System. Or NES. Also released this year. Is it's seminal game titled Super Mario Brothers. And then Supergroup USA for Africa made up artists such as Michael Jackson made up of artists such as Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie and Stevie Wonder recorded the charity single We Are the World. It was a big era back then. Yeah, that Nintendo system that was beautiful. That was That just made things great. Picked up the had a Super Mario and just vegged on that game for hours and hours, and then we got our hands on the Legend of Zelda, and me and two buddies of mine stayed up, I think, for like three days until we conquered that thing. Yeah, that was, those those are good times. We'll end this with a quick recipe: spice up your sex life, maybe sex stew one cup minced onion, one stalk of celery minced, a tablespoon of olive oil, a clove of garlic minced, a half a teaspoon of dried savory. I don't know what that dried savory, I'm guessing seasoning. Uh, One baking potato diced, one and a half cups low-fat chicken broth, a half cup of bottled clam juice, half cup of frozen corn, 1.5 1.5 cup small oysters drained, 1.5 cup 1% milk, and 1 quarter cup minced fresh parsley. Large saucepan, saute. First two ingredients. Add in the third ingredients over medium heat. Add the next two ingredients. Stir for 30 seconds. Add the next two ingredients. Bring to a boil. Reduce heat. Cover and simmer for 15 minutes. Stir in the next two ingredients. Simmer briefly until edges of oysters curl. And then slowly add last two ingredients and heat it through. And there you go for a great night of wild sex. <laughs> you have a good one. Be good to yourself. Listen to your body and everything around you. Take care of everybody. Take care of yourself. And we'll talk to you again soon.